Hello and welcome. My name is Coach Pav and you're listening to Pavcast. And today I'm going to be discussing how decision fatigue is ruining your cycling performance. Given my many years as a coach, I can tell you that cyclists who have jobs in executive positions who remain at a desk most of the day but still make a lot of decisions struggle to commit to training as much as athletes who might be more active in their day-to-day lives, such as labourers and contractors who tend to be more physical but have the luxury of not having to make decisions. Of course, the physical toll of each person's daily life is different and we wouldn't expect the very active individual to have an advantage, but the amateur cyclist that has a lot of important decisions to make often has a harder time even getting on the bike. Discussed today in this podcast episode, the definition of decision fatigue, how decision fatigue affects everyone, comparisons between decision and mental fatigue versus physical fatigue, how decision fatigue affects cycling performance, how to cope with decision fatigue as an endurance athlete, including how to reduce decision fatigue and how to adapt to decision fatigue, and how to get help. The Definition of Decision Fatigue The Wikipedia definition of decision fatigue is, in decision-making and psychology, decision fatigue refers to the deteriorating quality of decisions made by an individual after a long session of decision-making. It is now understood as one of the causes of irrational trade-offs in decision-making. It goes beyond just making simple decisions. Here are some factors that can cause decision fatigue. Being hugely affected or affecting others by decisions you make including the negative consequences of a previous decision that you have made, such as having to fire someone, punish your kids, or even end a relationship, or simply telling someone no. Stressful or complex decisions. Anything relating to money, budgeting, borrowing, or lending money, or talking to others about your financial situation. Or healthcare, choices involving loved ones, end-of-life decision-making. I'm sure that previous list looks familiar, but perhaps a little bit dramatic. While some of those are huge decisions that might contribute to a massive amount of fatigue, albeit infrequently, there are a lot of very common decisions that we make all day that contribute cumulatively. Here are some common decisions that contribute to decision fatigue. What to wear in the morning. What to eat for breakfast, lunch, dinner or snacks. What training to do today. What time to exercise or train today. Where to walk the dog today and how many times or who is responsible for that. What the kids will eat for breakfast any decision relating to work, or even what to watch on TV. The list is literally infinite. Comparisons between decision and mental fatigue versus physical fatigue. They are actually quite similar. Symptoms of physical fatigue can include chronic tiredness or sleepiness, headache, dizziness, sore or aching muscles, muscle weakness, slowed reflexes and responses, impaired decision-making and judgment, and moodiness such as irritability with symptoms of decision or mental fatigue including sense of failure and self-doubt, feeling helpless, trapped and defeated, detachment, feeling alone in the world, loss of motivation, increasingly cynical and negative outlook, and decreased satisfaction and sense of accomplishment. Very similar and very negative lists. I'm sure you'll want to avoid these symptoms, especially if you're looking to be the best for your training. Anecdotally, The main difference between the two might be that physical fatigue is easier to identify 
while decision fatigue might tend to be more chronic and sneak up on us. Ultimately, they have one thing in common, and that is that your cycling performance suffers when you are fatigued. How decision fatigue affects cycling performance Unsurprisingly, decision fatigue affects your cycling performance negatively. This study, The Effects of Mental Fatigue on Sport-Related Performance by Benjamin Pergo and Romuald Lepers, found that it appears that mental fatigue impairs endurance performance, motor skills performance and decision-making performance. These observations suggest that mental fatigue impairs sport-related performance during exercises performed at a sub-maximal intensity and not during exercises performed at maximal and sub-maximal intensity. The negative impact of mental fatigue on sub-maximal exercises seems to be mediated by an increase in perception of effort. You have probably guessed it already, but if we want to maximise our cycling performance, we need to be looking at decision fatigue in the same light as we do physical fatigue. As a coach, I look to reduce the amount of time my clients spend on additional non-training sources of physical load, and this is the same for their mental load too. How to cope with decision fatigue as an endurance athlete. In order to ensure you are able to focus on your training, give it your absolute all and remain motivated when times are tough, we need to ensure that you are coping with decision fatigue in your day-to-day life. Thankfully, this is fairly easy and I have two main techniques which you can consider. How to reduce decision fatigue. Firstly, and somewhat obviously, we can simply look to reduce the amount of decision fatigue you experience on a day-to-day basis. Number one, simplify everything. The little decisions might be the ones that really stack up, but you can simplify them even further. An example might be matching outfits once you've washed them. Rather than having to pick a shirt, trousers, jumper, or jersey, shorts, and socks when you're getting dressed, simply match them post-cleaning. Another example might be what you eat. If you can't simplify each meal by meal prepping, so you eat the same thing daily, maybe a meal delivery service is for you. Number two, delegate. This might be easier if you have people who work for you, but it can work in a family environment too, if your children are at an age where they could benefit from increased responsibility. If your kids are ready to start being more responsible for themselves, picking their own clothes or what they eat are great examples. Give them that task that would be great for both of you. If you don't have any employees or children, see if you can get help in your community. For example, you might find a group of people who will share cooking loads. You cook once per week for everyone and take in turns. Number three, limit your options. Reducing the amount of decisions that you can make might be a game changer for you. This might look like donating a load of your wardrobe to charity so you have less clothes to pick from, or it could be buying the same clothes so you wear the same, but different clothes every day. Not having too much food in the fridge and pantry might limit your options on what to cook for dinner, and so on. How to adapt to decision fatigue. Secondly, and maybe less obviously, we need to learn to cope or adapt to decision fatigue. Number one. Make simple decisions later in the day. Making the simple decisions later in the day, perhaps after you have trained, will help you avoid adding unwanted stress to the next day. This might include what you're going to wear tomorrow, what you will eat, or what to do with the kids. Number two, make big decisions earlier in the day. Like doing a big training session later in the day when you're already fairly tired, you might be better off making your big decisions earlier. This will be when you are most mentally fresh and hopefully able to recover from it. Examples might be what to do with your budgeting and money, or choosing to have a difficult conversation with someone. Number three, time your training. We know that maximal training, such as strength training in the gym, isn't affected by decision fatigue as much as endurance training. So the logic here would be to make attempts to do your bike work in the morning, when you are much fresher, and your strength work in the evening. Of course, this isn't always possible, but it's worth considering.
Four, meditate. If you're a regular listener of my podcast or follow me on social media, you will know just how highly I rate meditation and mindfulness practices. If you make one change following listening to this, please make it introducing this training into your life. Give it time and properly commit to it. I guarantee that it will change your life. How to get help. Ultimately, none of this is too hard for you to get stuck into, but I understand that, for some people, it might seem quite daunting or overwhelming, at least to get started. Thankfully, I'm an expert in making your training work around your life, so if you're in need of a helping hand, you can even contact me for a free consultation, just to ask a few simple questions. And that's it. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to my podcast episode on how decision fatigue is ruining your cycling performance. If you've enjoyed this, please be sure to share it with your friends, give me a thumbs up, or leave me a comment. My name is Coach Pav, you've been listening to Pavcast.